What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Got Next podcast. Whoop. Today, we are talking about some NBA news, as usual, and our thoughts on the conference finals so far. Let's uh, go Celtics and Lakers! <laughs> you are the worst Lakers fan. Um, <laughs> you can't like both of them. <laughs> I just want the uh, Lakers-Celtics finals. Let's go. That's true. I do want the Celtics-Lakers finals as well. Um, as always... I am joined by the worst Lakers fan ever, Carla Sakia. Hi. <laughs> I am Rafa Squill. This is the Got Next Podcast. All right. Let's get into some NBA news here. There's not a ton of stuff that happened this week, but I know you wanted to get to this. Is all the stuff coming about the Clippers? <laughs> the frauds. The frauds. So it's... what? What? What have you been seeing? No, there are these. Uh, there's two big ones that I, that came out this week. Um, someone is leaking from the from within the within within the organization because mm-hmm. one one report was. The play was that the players were eye rolling or confused by Doc Rivers' tactics during the during the Nugget series, and Which another. We were too. <laughs> I mean, everyone was, but I, yeah, I don't know who's leaking that. And then there's another one who's who said uh, who there was another leak that um, Paul George after Game Seven was giving this uh, speech to the team that everyone should you know get ready for another run next year, come back to the team, blah blah blah, and. Again, the other play met with eye rolls, and what I'm trying to say, there is no team cohesion. There is no in this yeah, Yes, yes. Both on and off the court. Yeah. Didn't one of the role players say that they like think that they're as good as Paul George? Yeah. How much? How much do you want to bet? I would put money on that being Marcus Morris. Marcus. Marcus Morris thinks he's the best player in the NBA. He really he thinks he's like on LeBron's level. Which shut up, bro. Marcus it's right, Marcus Morris or like Lou Williams or something. I I don't know if it would be Lou Williams. I could actually see it being Montres Harrell. But my number one guy would be Marcus, Marcus Morris. Morris. He just he just like he remember like last year or a couple years ago when he said um I'm the best defender on LeBron James. And then LeBron cooked him for <laughs> like four games. Yeah. That was before like, when they met then they played in the conference finals. Yeah, they, yeah. It was like he when he was on the Celtics. It was like dude, LeBron and then Marcus Morris would like and then Morris would like isolate on, on LeBron and like post up and hit mid-range shots. I'm just like, dude, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> God, you have a wide open shooter in the corner. Stop. Stop isolating. The Clippers need less black holes on that team. <laughs> yeah, I would if I would get rid of uh, Marcus Morris, number one. Um, I know that you were uh, disappointed that the Morris twins aren't playing each other. Yeah, but I, I, I have a, I, I saw something online that I, I think will make you feel better, and I wanted to, I wanted to put this in the pod to make you feel better. I saw a hilarious conspiracy theory on Twitter. That Markeith Morris stole his brother's jersey and created all the Clippers locker room issues, and that's why they aren't playing the Lakers. That would be all time. Throw over. Dude, 
Oh man! So he just posed as Mark as Marcus. Yeah, he just basically <laughs> went into the Clippers locker room. He was like, "I'm better than PG." <laughs> How badly do you want that Morris thing to be true? Oh, I wish it was, man. I wish it was. I really want it to be true. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's so funny. Um, yeah. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, I know you're disappointed that they don't get to play, but there you go. Let's uh, move on from that, <laughs> unless you want to go on another rant. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, okay. <laughs> I think that covers our news for the week, if I'm not wrong. Yep. All right. Um, let's move on to the to the games that I've been playing this week. We have the. We'll start with the Eastern Conference Finals. Rafa, I just have one question for you. What team? Oh God. Celtics. <laughs> Celtics. Ubuntu. <laughs> Oh man, dude! One uh, one thing that sucks about not being in Boston right now, uh, along with COVID, is like not being there for this game. Like, damn. Yeah, that would have been in Boston. Game five would have been in Boston. Yeah, um, game five would have been in Boston. Man, that I I would have gone to that game, and then if we and if it goes to a game seven, we would have gone to that one too. Hell yeah! Oh, I miss course. it so much. Yeah. But uh, just to zoom out, the Celtics were down 3-1 after the explosion of Tyler Hero in Game 4. Man, what a baller. What a baller. Uh, but they, they played last night, uh, Game 5. And honestly, in the first half, it looked like they, they were, the Heat were going to close this out. Yeah, man. Uh, I was getting real scared. Yeah. Um, I've, I honestly felt the, 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 the Heat were up by 7, I think, at half. I honestly thought it could, it, it, it could have been like, double that. Maybe even... Yeah, for sure. He just missed some open threes, I think. Uh, but yeah. the third quarter barrage of the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re- they, and they won by like 20, what, 15 or 20 points? 15 points, I think. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, you yeah, know, what are your thoughts I, on the series? Yeah. So about it, at halftime, uh, obviously I was worried because the Celtics like still looked disorganized. Like they had looked out of it for about six straight quarters, um, mm-hmm. going back to uh, Game Four and then sorry Game Three towards the end, and then the entire Game Four they just looked disorganized and didn't know where to be and didn't space the floor out properly. Um, but I wasn't surprised that the Heat were only up like seven or eight because. Um, I was looking at the stats prior to Game 5 last night, and you would think that the some of the numbers would be pretty even, but they're not. Like, Boston's effective field goal percentage is 54.7, but Miami's is only, like, 50.7. Wow. So it's, yeah. And, like, the, the reason that the they've scored about the same number of points... It was exactly um, the same number of points. Yeah, before After Game 5, games. it was the exact number. Yeah. Um, the major key is turnovers. So the Celtics had 63 turnovers the whole series prior to last night. Miami only had 42. Mm. And they have similar numbers of free throw attempts, but that basically makes up the difference for the lower field goal percentage, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, the Celtics had really bad turnovers. The Celtics yeah. had really bad turnovers in game four. Yep, yep. It was, it was very bad. And I thought, like, overall, like, in games both games three and four, like, the, the 
when the heat got into the zone, they it just wasn't working out for them very well. Um, you think so? In game three, I feel they they played pretty well. Um, they were attacking the basket. Jalen Brown in particular, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were getting in. They're they're they caught the ball, ripped through, get to the basket. Yeah, out, yeah. Kick out or something. I felt they did it I, on game three, but then games four and earlier in this game. Game five, actually no, not not game five because the Heat didn't play zone until the second half. They didn't really play zone. Even in the second half, they barely played zone, and then went back to their their. It was in game game four that really. Yeah, and that that did mess with them just because. Excuse me. Um, the Celtics, um, they couldn't figure it out in game four. Like the the spacing was all wrong. Uh, the guy in that high post elbow area wasn't looking to be aggressive. Um, yep. It looked like there were several guys in the same spots. Um, even, even with Hayward, um, it, it, it still didn't help the disorganization. But it doesn't help that they don't have a lot of extra passers as well, like elite extra passers like Igudala. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, yeah. yeah, he burned them in game four. He burned them. That extra a lot of pass really to Dragic for that dagger mm-hmm. three... He was like, he like threw about it behind the back or kind of, kind of pass to draw. Yeah, game. yeah. He was making that yeah. pass before he caught it. What oh yeah, game. yeah. He, <laughs> that's that's kind of a Igudala's uh, value, but um, one one thing I did want to bring up with the uh, Celtics too is that it seems like clutch has been a little bit of clutch has been a bit of an issue for them as well. Yeah. Um, Particularly games one and games one and well one to three, they had the lead uh, mm-hmm. for in the fourth quarter of all those three games. It's only in the game three where they're able to hold off the the Heat's run, but in games one and yeah. two they kind of blew it. Not kind of, yeah. they did. They did. <laughs> and I think there was a stat where like there, I, I sent it to you that their um the Heat's offensive rating in the in the in clutch time was like really ridiculously high. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Why do you think that? Yeah. Sorry, why, why do you think it is? Because I don't know. Can the are the Celtics like just not doing well in the clutch? What what do you, what did you see? Well, I mean, clearly they're not doing well in the clutch. I think. <laughs> I think the the main thing. Sorry, that was a terrible. Question. That's okay. That's a, <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, I think that the the reason the clutch has been a little bit of an issue is just because um, Miami does. Just throw a bunch of stuff at the Celtics. Like um, sometimes they'll um, be really aggressive, um, but it was mostly that zone. And yeah. um, Tatum, especially, is just best when he generally makes quick and smart decisions. Um, and so when the Celtics employ uh, certain things that make Tatum hesitate, then his decision making is not there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just hit Tatum being young. This is nothing to do with like a clutch gene, which is like totally overstated. Um, I just think that their youth showed, like they weren't making the right decisions. They were turning the ball over, not getting the best shots. Um, they were turning down drives or maybe not pumping the brakes. They hit a mid-range shot, which might have been their best option at the time. You know what I mean? Um, that's also, my thing. It's really a decision-making thing. Yeah, there's some of the like, not even just on turnovers, but also like you know, just take, taking early shots, like some like Marcus Smart 
love him or hate him, he makes <laughs> he takes and takes and yeah. very ballsy threes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there he was really one. Does. Yeah, there, I think there was one particular in game four, like that could have cut the lead to f- in half, like three with like five minutes to go, but it was like with seventeen on the shot clock, and it's like yeah. you gotta work. Well, we're gonna work for a better shot, and I think in, he, Brad Stevens, to his credit, um, probably told him something because he. Definitely, he only took about nine shots yesterday. Yeah, com- compared to, uh, I think he had a few. More. He had significantly yeah. more in Game Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think like sometimes the the, the Celtics do get a little uh, three happy. Yeah, they do. I I feel like that was one of the reasons they went down early in that in Game Five. Like, um, we we noted like very early on they had jacked up eight threes in the first quarter, like the first half of the first quarter, mm-hmm. and. Like they're not getting to the rim and then and not attacking the defense, but yeah, they're not. We saw to... in the second half yeah. that they started to, and it yeah. it helped. Yeah. Wait. Uh, just a side a side note here. Speaking of Marcus Smart, did you know that someone in game 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 four, um, he bet two hundred fifty thousand dollars that Marcus Smart would score thirteen points. Who's someone like someone on the Celtics or? No, no, no. Just you know, like uh. Some a random rad, dude, a random fan, two hundred fifty thousand dollars could have won. I think three hundred thousand something. I think the the winning the the pot would have been three hundred something. Marcus uh-huh. Smart in game four, ten points for thirteen points. Oh! <laughs> Damn, dude, uh, that sucks. Don't uh, trust guy. Don't trust Marcus <laughs> Smart. Man. That dude just jinxed Marcus Smart. Um, <laughs> man, that is brutal. <laughs> Uh, whoever you are, sorry, my guy. That that sucks. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, yeah, but just going back to the Celtics, they I think in Game Five they when the Heat did play zone, which wasn't as much. Yeah, they quickly they they knew what to do right away. Um, I think they noted in the broadcast. Tice immediately flashed to the to the high post, got an open shot, looked to shoot right away. Right. So. The Heat actually, yeah, as you said, didn't didn't play much zone after that. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully they, this continues for for the Celtics' sake in the next few games. But yeah, um, moving on to the Heat, uh, what how um, obviously they played well to reach three one. My Tyler, mother loving hero, played. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did you did you see that uh, that video of uh, Tyler Hero signing a bucket? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the caption, and then the. Uh, a bucket signing a bucket. Yes, <laughs> he met self-admitted bucket man. He. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> In the post game, what is it? Too much. What are you? I'm a bucket. <laughs> I'm a bucket. He's a bucket. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that that was just hilarious. Um, sorry. What were you gonna say? No. Um, yeah, it was weird. Um, I really thought. I mean, based on how the first half was going, I thought they were gonna close close the series out. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, uh, I want to jump on Jimmy Butler a bit because I yeah. thought you know he he'd be the type of play- like he was there he was he is their player to be the run stopper kind of player. He's their go to guy, and he didn't do that. He only had three points in the second half. Yeah, got got to be better than that. I think as the best as the best player in the Heat. Yeah, he only took eleven shots last night. Um, granted, he did have eight assists, but you know. I think he just got to be a little more aggressive. 
Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, three, tw- three points in the second half, 21 in the first. Like, close it out. <laughs> yeah, it just looked like they may have taken their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. Um, and I mean, the, the Celtics just kind of got their stuff together too, though. Like, their defense was more focused. Um, so that kind of yeah. stalled, like, that kind of stopped the, the, the Heat offense, which, again, as I noted earlier, hasn't ever been that stellar. Um, so no surprise there. I just think that um, they just need to be a little... I think once Miami makes a, little, a couple more adjustments, it's not going to look like they just like flat out gave up, which I don't think they did. It just, the Celtics got their stuff together, took the life out of the Heat, and um, the Heat have to figure some stuff out now. And Jay Crowder has gone cold, as I was saying in our preview. Yeah, he's returning to the, the Jay Crowder that we all know. <laughs> um, not, not to knock on him too much. He's a good player. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Jay Crowder hater at all. Bay Crowder. Bay Crowder. Um, uh, Tyler Hero was so aggressive in game, game four, but in game five, he didn't really sh- try to shoot as much as he did in game four. So yeah, I would have thought coming um, off that coming off that coming off that game, you would have thought he might try yeah. to sh- try to do more. Um, I, I he, he was still pretty good like when he did shoot yeah, this game, yeah. but yeah, not as aggressive. It was it was interesting. Some of it, I think, is the the Heat offense being stalled. Like um, early on, Duncan Robinson was you know doing his usual thing, like flying off um, handoffs and screens and stuff getting himself threes. Tyler Hero, yeah. I feel like, didn't do that as much. And then after the first quarter, Miami's offense was really stagnant. And they, I think they need to get back to running stuff because it looked like they were running a lot of Jimmy Butler, bam, pick and rolls, mm-hmm. which was effective for a little while. But I think they need to um, figure out how to attack in multiple ways. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the Celtics, like, just basically switching everything has also been... That's probably playing into the uh, reason why their offenses look so stagnant. They're not getting as much open stuff. Yeah, and it's harder to take advantage of mismatches. Um, other than Butler on Kemba, which is kind of why it would have been nice if Butler was a little more aggressive. But yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so game game one, game six is on Sunday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sun Sunday your time. Uh, do you think? Uh, the Celtics extend the series, or will the Miami go to the, uh, will be will they be heading to the finals? Um, I hope they extend the series because I would love another game seven. Um, and you know, I, I think right we now need a game seven. <laughs> yeah, we need another game seven, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's my prediction. I think the Celtics are gonna win game six, and we're gonna go to a game seven. And you still stick to the Heat in seven? I still stick to the Heat in seven, but again, once you're in a game seven. Anything can happen. And yeah. if it gets to a game seven, obviously the Celtics will have momentum. So we'll see. Yeah. If, if the Heat know it's good for them, they finish it in six. <laughs> Otherwise, sure. if, this, if it goes to seven, I, it might actually be like a Celtics going to the final. The Celtics might go to the final. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I think Brad Stevens mentioned in the broadcast, they, they played the audio from his timeout. It was the first time in the third quarter that he saw Celtics basketball in like a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it depends if the Celtics can continue playing Celtics basketball. Yeah. Not yeah. 
not not a good sign for the Heat that the Celtics played that way. You know, that's yeah. that's a hard team to stop when the Celtics know like have their stuff together and are focused and all that stuff. The Heat need to get back to playing Heat basketball. Yeah. Right now. Basically. Um uh, there, but- there was another thing I actually wanted to mention with Miami too. Mm. Um Udonis Haslam didn't play at all last night, but him like I don't know if you saw that video. Him like coaching his team. Oh and yeah, stuff. I did it. Yeah, for sure. That's freaking awesome. Like that's that's, the... that's why he's like probably my favorite um, role player along with Battier and Nick Collison. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Donis Haslam forever. Yeah, he it doesn't. It sounds like he's not. He's not just there, you know, just to sit on the bench. He's actually like an active leader in the team. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I saw somewhere. I'm not, Year seventeen. I don't remember where? Yeah. <laughs> I saw somewhere that um, they've wanted to bring him on as a coach, but because like he's been so loyal to them that they wanted to keep him as a player and have him has role to be more coach like so that he makes more money. Wow! Because he'll make more money on the vi- veterans minimum than on a coaching sa- assistant coaching salary. Wow, that's interesting. Just awesome! Like I yeah. love that. He showed loyalty to them, and the Heat are showing loyalty to him. Yeah, which you don't really see much which in, the, I love. in the NBA. Which you don't is see cool. much. No, very few organizations do that. Certainly, Miami does it. San Antonio does it. That's pretty. That might be it, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out, Coach Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Any anything else you want to add for the East? Uh. No, I'm agree. I I will have to agree with you, and but this uh that the Celtics won Game Six, mm. but um. I think I'll still I'll still stick to my Celtics in seven prediction. Gotta I, stick gotta stick to my prediction, man. That's fair. That's fair. All right. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I'm sticking to my prediction. I think it, it, I'm just hoping for a game seven. I think we can agree on that. Please, yeah, game seven. Another game please. seven would be great. Please. <laughs> I am begging the basketball gods. Please, game seven. <laughs> yeah. Speak okay. Um, yeah, not much to say after this. Um, you want to move on to the West? Let's do it. All right. So the West, obviously, we're three-one uh, now for the Lakers. So I the think Nuggets have them right where they want them. <laughs> yep, the Nuggets have them right where they want them. This is exactly what they wanted. <laughs> the series can start now. See, says everyone <laughs> on Twitter. Like, I-, I don't know how many people have said that at this point. Sorry, sorry to reiterate what everyone's been saying. <laughs> no, we're the first ones. We're the first ones who've made that joke. Um, original content. <laughs> that was an original joke. No, no one's ever done that before. Um, uh, so, what have you uh, thought of the uh, series so far? Exciting series, man! Anthony mother <laughs> gave this. Dude, that oh game two yeah, so, that oh, game two game winner was sick. I'm just so glad that they were in their Mamba jerseys when that that happened. Like. That's that's awesome. Yeah, um, and he shouted Kobe after the after the yeah. shot as well. <laughs> Kobe, dude, I actually love that. Like, um, truthfully, like, can I can I just make a, a a PSA, please, for this? You know how like when we just throw a piece of paper in the garbage or something, we yell Kobe. Yeah, can we please Kobe. continue that tradition? Our grandchildren need to understand what that is. For sure, they need to. They need to know the legend of Kobe and why, at seventy-five years old, I'm still, still shooting a paper ball and trash can saying Kobe. <laughs> Let's definitely do that. I'll definitely Please. be teaching that to my children. I will definitely be teaching that to my children and my children's children. 
<laughs> Lolo. Kobe. Kobe. Uh, Sorry, but, rant over. Anyway, game two. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, you, though, man. What do you like, think Mason Plumlee was doing? I don't effing know, dude. <laughs> I was literally about to say, like, the Lakers did let their foot off the gas pedal in the second half of that game. And they just got bailed out by... Chamba bailed out by AD. Not that AD shot was Chamba, but they're just lucky that that shot came about because that wasn't the play. Davis and carried them. That, yeah, exactly. And uh, Mason Plumley, I don't know what you were doing, bro. Like he he didn't even the route Anthony Davis took, like that little bit of a curl, and the route Mason Plumley took <laughs> to run straight to LeBron James. I was like, what are you doing? Like. I'm just going to go on a rant a little bit because, like, this is just, like, basketball 101. The guy you're guarding, you stick to him. Like, if you're gonna, don't call out for a switch when it's your guy. LeBron wasn't going to set a screen. LeBron had no idea what was going on. You think Jeremy Grant was going to know what was going on? Uh, LeBron was smart, though. He didn't set the screen. If he set the screen, they would have swapped. They would have switched. Then, then Grant would have switched. Grant would have recognized. And, like, Mason Plumlee, like, what? A follow AD and challenge the shot until it's like he wanted no part of that. Until LeBron actually sets the screen, that's when you go for the switch. But LeBron, yeah. was no, he was like just you know standing there. He didn't even face Mason Plumley. There was enough space between LeBron and AD that you could have just like gone straight. It's not like you had to route route around LeBron James. You just go yeah. straight, and you're contesting <laughs> Anthony Davis on the three point line. Two of them could have fit in between that gap. I feel. Two of them. <laughs> like, that's a very different shot when Plumlee and Nikola Jokic are challenging that shot. Yeah. Nikola Jokic Plumlee. Would have, they probably would have run into each other if he followed them. Maybe, but if they ran into each other, Anthony Davis might have been like, the hell? While he was shooting <laughs> yeah, and then missed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but cost yeah, Mason Plumlee, you cost them the game. Like, the series could be 2-2 right now. Think about that. The series could be 2-2 right now, but Mason Plumlee messed them up. Mason Plumlee... Good job, dude. Mason Plumlee has a big brain, man. He wanted them to go down (laughs) (laughs) 3-1. Plumlee was like, okay. (laughs) Long-term move. He's like, okay. I think he was going to make the shot. (laughs) Then next game, we're going to blow it, and we're going to go down 3-1, and that's when we got it. That's when we got it. We got to go down (laughs) 3-1. God, um, uh, Mason Plumley. It's just infuriating, just as a, as a defensive guy. Yeah, you are a defensive specialist in high school. <laughs> <laughs> like when I when I see stuff like that in the NBA, it's just like it's so infuriating. You know, but if you see like the the video before that, you know, like Plumley and Grant, like before the play actually happened, Plumley and Grant were already talking about it. So maybe LeBron like heard it and was like, okay, I'm just not going to set the screen. So these guys <laughs> miscommunicated. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But if that's the case, then why, then why didn't Grant move? Because LeBron Grant, didn't like, set the screen. <laughs> I that's know, why. but it's like Grant wasn't even looking at Anthony Davis. Yeah. I, like if you look at that play, on. yeah, he was like Grant's eyes are away from where AD was, and then he turns, looks to his left a little bit, and Anthony Davis is already shooting. 
And he's like, oh, fuck. I go challenge. He was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, if, if they had actually talked about it, he would have gone. And I understand, yeah. like, you would stick to LeBron because LeBron would then Is have a, a cut to the basket. But it doesn't seem like Grant was aware of it because he wasn't looking at AD prior to the play. He never mm-hmm. made eyes with Anthony Davis. And oh. Plumley, like, if you see, he just halfway before Plumley gets to LeBron, he's calling for the switch. Grant looks like he has no idea what's happening. Yeah, he just, he's just like hugging LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. So there's video of it. I don't think it really happened. <laughs> I don't think they actually talked about it. It was clearly a miscommunication. Yeah. So that, that brings the Lakers up to 2 0. And then game three, the Nuggets win. Man, Jamal Murray is a stud. I, I really appreciate his off ball. Yeah, his off ball movement's awesome. That's kind of the reason he's doing so well, other than him being also like a three level scorer. It's awesome. You know, it's pretty interesting that Harden and Lillard had the terrible series that they had against the Lakers <laughs> as well. Jamal Murray yeah. is doing so much better <laughs> yeah. than, they, than they have. Yeah, and, and because he's Jamal Murray the didn't. Yep, exactly. That's really like the that's the thing. Now you could say like, well, Jamal Murray has Nikola Jokic. And it's like, remember, Murray has to is moving off the ball, and Murray is initiating a lot of the stuff himself. He still has to move. Murray, yeah, Murray. Murray is the pick and roll guy. Murray is the guy running off screens to get a handoff from Jokic. So it's not like Jokic is making Murray. They're just working off each other really well. Really good two man game. Um, Ben Taylor put out a video on the best, that's the best offensive pairing in the NBA. Do you agree with that? Best offensive pairing. Uh, My first, the first, um, example that comes to mind right away is LeBron and AD. Yeah, literally the team they're playing. (laughs) I'm not sure if they run as much two two man game as, uh, Murray and Jokic do though. Yeah. I I think Davis gets a lot of ISOs. So does LeBron. Yeah, I think that's why um, he said that. Because if you, like, if you're saying like the two of them just work together the best, I, I, it's hard to disagree with. LeBron mm-hmm. and AD run disappointingly few actions together. They should run way more. <laughs> They're not as synergistic as I thought they would be. Like that, uh, an AD LeBron pick and roll. How insane would that be? They run when they run it. It's really good. But yeah, but they run it like two they, or three times a game. <laughs> they prefer uh, ISOs, it seems, and LeBron getting speed which is weird. <laughs> which is which is weird. Um, I I don't understand why. Um, yeah, it's weird. I don't understand why. But anyway, um, yeah. I mean, Jamal Murray moving off the ball is a huge key to his success, and I mean, Denver is really good at sending cutters and having off ball movement as well, like. It's, it's kind of anti-Rockets in a way. Like, the Rockets are just like, you're going to space out. Sometimes mm-hmm. they cut. Yeah. But it's like, you space out and shoot the three. But Denver's like, no, you're, you're cutting every time. I love it. Cutting it's actually like, it's, it's similar to how Miami plays with a lot of off-ball movement. Exactly. And like, if you think about it, like, if a guy is driving and you have two guys on the weak side, corner and wing, and there's help, so the weak side guy zones up those two guys he's probably going to prioritize the corner over the above the break three because it's a higher percent shot um but smart defenses in the playoffs know how to stunt at that they've been seeing that in the regular season you can stunt at it 
But when you send a guy, when you send a cutter, that weak side guy has to commit to one, and it's easier to find a shot, or you have a, a lay into the basket. Mm. And I know, like, a lot of people are, like, um, all about the spacing and the shooting, but sometimes that I'm a bigger advocate for the cutting. Yeah. Because it's, it's just better basketball. It's, it's more entertaining to watch. Yes. Well. You get nice passes. You get easy buckets compared to, you know, just drive and kick, drive and kick. Yep. And these, the offenses don't stall in, in, during, during the playoffs, <laughs> which exactly what happens with the Rockets in particular. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about with Denver is, you know, at the end of game two, before uh, obviously the AD, the AD game winner, Jokic had a potential game winner of his own. And yeah, this is not he, the first. Just takes takes AD straight into the post and scores on him. Bully ball, man. Just bully balled him. There's no move. He was like, I'm gonna like give you the ass, the <laughs> ass attack, and I'm gonna hit the. I'm gonna get a move. He's gonna move AD all the way to the basket. That la- that, <laughs> that was the best. That was the best game of the series. Um, it was. What? Uh, you have like. AD, AD and Jokic were the only scorers in the last five minutes mm-hmm. or something. It was like 10 yeah. to 12. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty cool. Seriously. With obviously, the buzzer beater at the end. That, yeah. was really, that was a really good game. And I mean, the thing is like, a, a lot of the quote-unquote analysts who are hmm. not analysts um, are like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, us. <laughs> well, I was more talking about Stephen A, but you know. Okay. Um, and Skip Bayless and, and stuff like that. Uh, they're like these guys need to be these clutch players who make all the all the big shots and all that stuff, and it's like, well, Jokic has been that exact person. He really when has. They need, like when they need a bucket, he gets the bucket, and no one is talking about it. Everyone's like, oh, Jimmy Butler needs to do this. Jason Tatum needs to do this, but Jokic, Jokic is doing one. it, and you're not talking about it. So it's just like um, more evidence that those guys. One, don't know what they're talking about. Two, are really just like getting knee-jerk reactionary commentary. It's quite sad because Jokic is... He's actually one of the f- few players who raises his game in the playoffs. Yeah. And he's not getting the same attention as, say, like LeBron does or Davis. Davis is getting quite a bit of attention. Yeah, <laughs> um, deservedly so. But damn, Jokic is, has been awesome in the clutch. Like, isn't he like first in clutch points or something like that? I wouldn't be surprised. They've, the Denver has been a lot of close games. This, this yeah, playoffs. man. I mean, <laughs> he's awesome. Um, the Sambor Shuffle, bro. The Sambor Shuffle. Dude, I when I, I first heard, that is such a good name. I, I didn't hear, I, I should have shouted it out last week when we were talking about Jokic, but man, what a move. Like, I, I <laughs> like whenever, I, like, I, when I first saw it, I was like, that's such a bull shot. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> what? But he keeps making it. I mean, like, it doesn't look dude. like he means to shoot it like that. Like, at least, like, you know, no, he means comp- to. Yeah, he definitely means to. <laughs> it's the first one that looks so awkward. His moves are so awkward, man. I know that. That's why you you were a couple weeks ago. You were like, he has no post moves, but he, he has no post moves. <laughs> he has post moves. <laughs> what bag? What a what a shallow bag. <laughs> He, he does not have a shallow bag. He just knows when to pull it out. 
Like that post up on AD, he was like, I'm just gonna like shove my ass into you and I'm gonna get a shot. Like, why think about it? But dude, the the absolute comedy of the name of that shot, the Sambor Shuffle. Like, do you realize like it's called a shuffle because he doesn't jump? It looks like he's just shuffling his feet and he's not like doing a twist in the air. He's shuffling his feet. Because no one knows he's about to shoot. He's shooting off the wrong leg. Do you know where the Sambor comes from? I have no idea. I have no idea. It might be a, a Serbian thing. Mm. Um, I I was just like the 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 com the absolute comedy of it call, being called a shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh um, my god, that absolutely fantastic. Yeah. How do you think uh, we haven't? Surprised you haven't talked about LeBron too much, but how do you think he's been playing this series? Uh, before I think before we move on to the Lakers, dude, we gotta talk about that Jamal Murray shot. Which one? <laughs> the Are one you where serious? he shuffled. The one where he shuffled at the end. The game three. The one? Michael Jordan shot. Oh, okay, the layup. Of course. Come on. Of course. I, if if what I had a layup, TikTok, man, dude, that was insane. If if I had a TikTok. I would have um, put that video, but with overlap, Marv Albert saying, oh, a spectacular move. <laughs> a spectacular move. What a, what a move, man. That oh, was, on, was... on LeBron as well. Yeah, on LeBron. As soon as I, I saw it, I just like, God, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I showed it. And then Megan's just like in the bed next to me. It's like, what now? And, and then I showed her, she was like, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely incredible move. shot. Like, wow. I, 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 wow. I, I don't I didn't know if think I he had the hands it. to move. I didn't think he had the hands or like the length I know, to pull seriously. it off. Dude, he put the pectus on it, like the spin. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard pectus before. Are you serious? <laughs> no. I How have you never heard that before? Dude, pectus. you hear, I hear that, I hear that stuff all the time. And pick up, like when you, pick up when ball you here. A, yeah, when you play pickup ball in the Philippines, like you, you miss a layup or like a reverse layup, especially. It's like you need to put more pectus on it. <laughs> hey, I can't believe I haven't heard that. How you never heard of that before, man? I have no idea. Yeah, what a shot. He's been playing so well, Jamal Murray. Yes. Um sorry, to to get back to uh LeBron. So, sorry, what was your question? <laughs> yeah, um, well, just to preempt, I wanted to say that he, he's been playing, he's been playing really well, actually, but um, not a, I, I want to call out his terrible game, too, though. Yeah, which, I mean, everyone has a bad game, but... The AD <laughs> bailed him out. So yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, LeBron has been playing well, but can I just say, like, a lot of people on Twitter, Nick Wright, um, were saying like LeBron had this game. great game last night uh, because his stats were 29, 9, and 8. But the more I was watching, I was like, LeBron, I, I know what the stats sheet says, but LeBron did not have a good game. Like, he, he, does, what he, he does what he's doing. He does what he does. Yeah. Uh, granted, him asking to guard Murray, that's freaking awesome. Huge, yeah. huge props to him for doing that. That's what the greatest players of all time do. Like they pick their spots. When it's time to do what's necessary to win, he does it. That's why he's a champion. So huge props to him. And so yeah, that, from that aspect, 
Sorry, he played he played really good defense on Murray. Yeah, Minus that great uncalled defense. foul. <laughs> yeah, that was that was stupid. That should have been a foul. Um, and we'll talk about Draymond here in a second, but um, <laughs> like you know, Giannis. That's kind of the separation between him and Giannis. Like LeBron is willing to do what that stuff, and Giannis is yeah. a little too passive in that regard. Like he should have been guarding Jimmy Butler. Um, He's just following um, Bud. Yeah, where like he, I think he needs to take his um, the game into his own hands. So from that aspect, and LeBron's off-ball defense has been awesome the whole series and the whole playoffs, to be frank. So yeah, no complaints there. It's just it's the offense where it's like just because he had twenty-nine, nine, and eight doesn't mean he had a good game. He had a great game. He didn't have a great game. He had an okay game. Obviously, like you can't argue with the box score, but there were just there was something off about him last night, and I tried to contrast um, that game with the previous game. Mm-hmm. It's like um, something is going on with him because I thought Le- LeBron looked far less explosive. He looked like he had less lift on his jump shots, and I was like, I, I mean, I might just be um, biased here. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm just like misconstruing it. But I, I compared it to a previous game. I was like, no, he's. LeBron was blowing by guys earlier, yeah. but I like wrote down a couple plays here. It's like this game, Jokic switched on to him and he couldn't blow by Jokic. And then there was another play. He was guarded by MPJ and he got he a, a hard hedge from Mor- Monte Morris, but he couldn't blow by him either. And then there was a, a third play where he was guarded by Jokic, couldn't blow by him, and he pulled up for a mid range. And he missed now, it. Now, Jokic was, yeah, he missed it. And Jokic was giving him all the space to shoot it. But it was like, even if you give him the space, like, he would have just taken it. Like, something was off about him. Maybe, uh, I think it was in game, a couple games ago, he, ro- he, he rolled it. He rolled his ankle. He did, he but like, maybe? He took his HGH and he's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> No, but like, no. I don't know if it's the ankle injury. To be honest with you, um, I did see on Twitter that um, there, like, the injury report, like, AD is now questionable, which we'll get to that in a second as well. How that could play out, but they listed Le- a LeBron groin injury, and I'm like, oh. LeBron groin injury. Maybe that's what's slowing him down. You know what I mean? Like, huh? I, I was kind of shocked at that, but. Now, like looking at that, and then my observation from his explosiveness, like okay, maybe there is something to this. I didn't notice it as much when I was when I watched it yesterday. Yeah, uh, I probably I probably should probably go back and rewatch Game Four. Yeah, I'll take a look. I'll definitely take take a take a look at that when Game Five plays later. Yeah, um, and then you you actually had something about his uh, jump shot you wanted to talk about. No, like I'm just if you look at it. His uh, he's just very his jump shots is very um, inconsistent and yeah and if you is. look at his shot chart like literally it's layups and maybe a cu- couple of, couple of threes and every yeah. few games or so he'll have his jump shot on so you'll see some mid range but literally his shot charts are all in the paint so if he's not if he's not doesn't have the same lift and explosiveness as that he normally has as you know as that you're yeah. talking about then. That's not a good sign for the Lakers. Yeah, um, they probably should try to close. They should probably the best best obviously for them to close it out tomorrow or uh, tonight 
and yeah, they better <laughs> and get LeBron some rest. Yeah, seriously, he's gonna need it. I think they need to close it out now. Um, I actually looked at so you're interesting. You say his shot chart. I looked up some of his uh, numbers too. Um, he's five of sixteen from mid range in the series. Eleven, one of eleven from long twos, and five of seventeen from three. And I feel like to kind of put my b-ball breakdown hat on, um, it seems like his rhythm is very off and it changes a lot. Like you know that Getting... stupid move he does where he like pretends like he's going right that no, literally no one bites on, <laughs> and then he just pulls up. Where he looks at the ball and then shoots. Yeah, where he looks at looks at the floor and then like pulls up. Is like you're not fooling <laughs> anyone. No one thinks yeah. you're gonna drive. Everyone knows you're gonna pull up. Um, but in his fair, in fairness to LeBron, that move seems to give him the best rhythm. Yeah. In a, yeah. In addition to when he catches and shoots, like um, he does either the like just the right foot step into the shot or he hops. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like those seem to give him the best rhythm, but when he's like just pulling up off the dribble, he like stalls in the air instead of like being at one fluid motion. He he waits till the peak of his shot and then lets it go. I don't. You know yeah, I, mean? I, f- I feel like his jump shot has changed from like his Miami days and maybe early Cleveland, uh, definitely early Cleveland days. His jump shot's changed since Tuesday. <laughs> It's so inconsistent. That's why he's, it's he very can't inconsistent. make anything outside the paint. Yeah. It's, he's just a bully ball. He's just bully, he relies so much on bully ball nowadays. When has he not relied on bully ball, though? <laughs> I feel like his game was more diverse when he was, at, when he was at, at his athletic peak. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 2013 LeBron is still his best LeBron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's his best. <laughs> that's the, his best version. But... um. Yeah, his rhythm is just way off um, sometimes. And if this groin thing is real, he's going to have to start getting some easy buckets. He's going to have to yeah. make some of these jump shots and so that he doesn't have to work as hard. He should start moving off the ball. But the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, he's, but he's not going to. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, I just think like maybe put him on the elbow and just let him, you know, let him shoot or he's not going to run off screens. I don't know how you make him off that's, ball because he has no off ball game besides cutting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, well, I I actually want to talk about the uh, what do you think of you know how after game three the Lakers pulled the pulled the Houston Rockets move and complained the league. About oh my the, god! <laughs> about LeBron not getting enough free throws, uh... and surely enough, sure enough after the after the complaint, um, I think he had like. He had like 14 free throws or something yesterday uh, in game four. Yeah. (laughs) I guess like someone pointed it out that all teams do this. So I guess like you can't necessarily say that. Like Mike Malone literally said he was going to do it too. I just (laughs) feel like this Lakers team just infuriates me sometimes. Um, How come? Because LeBron's uh, on it. Honestly, Dwight Howard more than LeBron. <laughs> hey, Dwight's been playing at well, least, man. <laughs> at least I respect LeBron's things that LeBron's done and his accomplishments. You know what I mean? Like, not his games. Um, but at the same time, it's like you're really gonna bitch about the lack of free throws when Anthony Davis has taken 46 free throws in four games. 
Like, I understand LeBron, you aren't, but it's like not like Anthony Davis isn't getting all these free throws. Like, stop acting like you didn't shoot 34 free throws in one quarter. Yeah, you know that's I mean? game game one, yeah. man. My and God. then, it, you know, in addition to that, like LeBron, like the MVP thing, it's we he, still being weird. They like bitch about every foul call, and especially Dwight Howard. Like in the first game, in fairness, he was doing some gamesmanship, and it did mess with Jokic a little bit. But after that, it hasn't worked. At that point, just stop. And then you commit four fouls in fourteen minutes in game three. And then every time they call you for it, you act like you're not doing anything wrong. It's like, dude, of course, like, stop acting like you aren't doing that intentionally. We can all see you. <laughs> we understand what you're doing. It's not a secret to anyone. <laughs> Just play the freaking game. Well, he, I, he plays hard, man, Dwight. Just, he, the, the, the antics are there, though. Game four, he played really well. I'll give him that. He, like the offensive rebounds, absolutely great. That's that's what he can be when he stops with the bullshit. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, actually, the offensive rebounds were huge for the Lakers, especially towards the end of that game. Uh, at the start and the end, like didn't didn't they get like Dwight yeah, got four or five offensive rebounds in the first quarter, and then towards mm. the end, that essentially became the difference maker at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I yeah. remember the end the game, like the, the Lakers are getting extra possessions. Yep. Um, Much was made about Davis not getting any rebounds in game, game games three and four. Ah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. There was a, a big Twitter thing on that too. Yeah, he had he had two rebounds in game game three. Coach Nick said, I don't know if you saw his breakdown. Man, he's falling off a cliff. But he said, uh, Davis like let a couple of offensive rebounds go to the Nuggets. So, but just because that it, the Nuggets didn't score off of them, that the play didn't matter, <laughs> which I think is one of the most ridiculous <laughs> things to say if you're a freaking coach. I Come know, on, Coach Nick. I mean, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, from what I gather, I think. Well, firstly, you shouldn't give up offensive rebounds. I see what he's trying to say, but like, no, he said because the Nuggets didn't score off of the Nuggets' offensive rebounds. Yeah, no, no, no. That's... Davis not getting the the defensive rebound didn't matter. Like, no, those did matter. Don't give Denver <laughs> that... extra possessions. It's not a. It's not the. You're you're again just evaluating the outcome than the the process, basically. Exactly. Very very well put. Um. But, you know, other than those, um, I don't care if AD gets five boards. You know what I mean? As long as the Lakers didn't get out-rebounded, which in Game 4, they didn't. Um, game 3, they did, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, honestly, rebounding isn't... For me, it's not a key stat anymore. It's just not. Um, Especially, that's exactly why, like, a 20... Like, just having... A, Especially individual rebounds is not important. It's not important. Exactly. I think, and this is why, like, um, when Russell Westbrook got a triple double, several seasons, um, the rebounding didn't. I didn't care about because when I looked into it, his the things I care about with rebounding are for an individual are contested defensive rebounds and just any offensive rebound because offensive rebounds are always good. always valuable. 
Yeah. Always valuable. So Westbrook got one offensive rebound and one contested rebound per game in the two seasons he he averaged a triple double. It's not a lot. He was averaging ten rebounds. So that's eight, eight rebounds eight, where it's just he's just getting the ball. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Whereas it's you not pointed high something out with yeah. You pointed something out with Steven Adams on Twitter. Yeah, he basically was the box, boxing out for him. Especially yeah. on the free throws. <laughs> Which yeah, exactly. Which I would argue is more valuable. Like, yeah, I think, so Yeah. No, so like Steven Adams would box out on the free throws and Westbrook would come from the outside and just, you know, grab the rebound. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that the Steven Adams there were stats about Steven Adams and Mark Gasol was another one while he was still with Memphis. The their rebounding wasn't high individually. Mm-hmm. But the, the defensive rebounding rate of the teams were much greater when they were on the floor compared to when they were off. And that's because of boxing out. Yep, you know exactly. what I mean? So yep. I don't care if Anthony Davis is only getting five boards a game. I would care if he's giving up offensive rebounds. And I would also care if he's not going crashing the glass when he has a good, he's already running to the basket. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, agreed on that. I think that was uh, overblown, especially. Uh, well, game three, I think it was he, it was worth the criticism, but the yeah. game game four, it, game four, game four. What I think he only had a few. Only yeah. Had two, wait, how many did he have? Sorry, I'm taking a look. He only had five. I, so he had five boards. What two? One of them was offensive. Mm. I don't have that stat, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it, it was something like that. It was either one or two offensive rebounds. So, um, I don't care. That he only got five boards. I care about the other stuff that he's doing. He score. He's their leading scorer. Yeah, and frankly, like he's their best defensive player. He's their best As, player. He's been their. He's been their best player this series. I think. Can I be honest? What? Um, I think Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA. Ooh, hot takes. <laughs> That's my hot take. It's certainly not Kawhi anymore because he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a the thing. Obvious... I remember thinking about this. I was like, it's a, it's a three-man race between LeBron, Giannis, and Kawhi. Giannis is clearly out because he has clear weaknesses that were exploited. Giannis, Kawhi, and who? LeBron. Davis? LeBron, okay. LeBron. Yeah. And then I was like, well, Kawhi is out of the playoffs, but did he play poorly overall? No. He did not but... play he, he didn't play well game seven, but he played well otherwise. It's just like, it's other things for me. Because um, he's still a great off, on-ball defender, scorer, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, but like his team success wasn't great. So, you know, maybe LeBron is still a good player. He can still score whenever he wants. He's a great passer. Clearly a really good, versatile off-ball defender. And he just showed he could be an on-ball defender. And then I was like, oh, I glaringly left Anthony Davis off. And the more I think about it, it's like, there, no one can stop Anthony Davis. The, the Nuggets certainly can. <laughs> like, if you think about it, like, all, there, there is a longer list of guys who can stick with LeBron now than guys who can stick with Davis. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I had the list of guys who can stick with Davis at Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo. Who could he meet in the fi- who he could meet in the finals? Who he could meet in the finals. But that's it. Like those are the only two guys who can even think about staying with him. 
He's definitely been the best playoff performer. Yeah. Davis. Yeah. Um, that actually Volta was the best player in the league. Uh, I don't know, though. I feel like he's very reliant on LeBron still to set him up. But I think that's just the product. That's a function of his game where he, he needs someone to set him up. Yeah. But he definitely, great scorer, great defender, which I think is more valuable in the playoffs, particularly yeah. when defenses are so set, are set that they're more important than playmaking. Yeah. Although, yeah. My, my thing with Anthony Davis, though, is that he, well, is he reliant on LeBron, though? Because not, as we said, they're, they're not doing a lot of stuff synergistically. That's true. And a lot of Davis's value is, which we've alluded to, is off ball. So, like, the number of spins and dunks he's had a lot in this series, like, Oops. those are high-percentage shots. He gets a couple of offensive boards. That game winner, he can cut to, a, cut to a spot and shoot. He can pick and pop. Like, most of his best offensive value comes from when he's moving rather than his yeah. post-up game, which I think is grossly overrated because it's not – it's good. He it's just, not great. Yeah. He, I don't know. He just like I feel like he settles a lot in his in his post post game. But that's besides the that's besides the point. But like I think all the other stuff that he does, he really puts pressure on the defense when he is at the elbow and drives. Yeah. When he is rim running, when he gets an offensive rebound, people freak out because it's Anthony Davis. Um, he's a good he's good at catch and shooting, um, mm-hmm. and as a big man, that allows him to spot up and take drive to the basket. And then his defensive impact, like, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it is, it's a toss-up between LeBron and Davis. But You're leaning the Davis. fact that the Lakers, I'm leaning Davis, but obviously if LeBron has this amazing, the rest of the playoffs, it could be him. You know what I mean? It's I'm running, never going to yeah, count running, LeBron he's out. He's running out of games. He's running out of games. Yeah. And, and not that, I'm not saying LeBron's played poorly. Yeah, that's true. I feel like... It's just like... Is, sorry, This is probably like... The 01 Lakers dynamic where the the Lakers had basically the two best players in the league. Yeah, man. The Lakers are the two Shaq best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yeah. Um, I probably should have fought you more uh, when you said that Davis didn't deserve more Depoy love. Probably the best player. Yeah, definitely the best playoff performer so far. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll see if he puts, it, he puts this amazing playoff run together with an amazing finals performance. Mm-hmm. I think that that will that will basically cement his um, yeah cement him as the best player, but kind of like how Kawhi did 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 for Kawhi last year. Yeah. Now, one thing that could change it though is he is his ankle sprain. He is listed as questionable for tonight. Mm. Yeah, but by all indications, the he will play. If I'm not wrong, it, it seems like it. Um, Vogel said that he's okay. Mm-hmm. I would just like I would be cautious with it because if he sprains it again, he's out for the playoffs. Probably that yeah, would be can't a little be like, hard to recover from. And can't be like Giannis, man. Can't be like Giannis. Can't be like uh, you don't want to get it to the point where it's like Gordon Hayward because if he gets a bad enough sprain like Gordon Hayward, he's out. There's no yeah, coming back. Um, so that I'm glad I'm not the AT staff or the <laughs> medical staff. That's a tough decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. But you think? You, do you think he should play? Because the, I would. It didn't look terrible, like a terrible sprain. 
on, on yeah but you never know like sprains look worse some sprains look worse some sprains don't but they're mm. like gordon hayward's didn't look that bad to be quite frank and it's, it's out for four weeks yeah. it's out for yeah. four weeks so it really just depends on how anthony davis looks mm. well, I, that's we'll what i would personally how i would make that decision it's just do you look like you're normal are you operating mm. like you are normal and then put yeah. an ankle brace. I wouldn't <laughs> even bother taping it. I would straight up put an ankle brace. I don't, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see how um, he looks tomorrow. Hopefully, he's okay. Yeah. Hopefully. But, no, we were we were talking so much about the Lakers uh, this last few minutes. Um, do you think the Nuggets can pull off their third straight three-one? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that or, was. I knew that was coming. Yeah. Obviously. Or is this gonna be like, are the Lakers closing it out tonight? Um. Again, I want another game seven. I don't think more game sevens is a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. For, definitely, for it's us. never a bad thing. But truthfully, I don't see it happening. I think for the if you're the Lakers, you want to close it out today so you can get Davis rest and LeBron rest. Yeah. But I think the Nuggets, if LeBron's groin's bothering him and Davis's ankles bothering him, the Nuggets might pull this one out. You know they're gonna fight. Yeah, I, I, like definitely all signs point towards like the Lakers closing mm-hmm. this out. But I still, I the same reason why I picked Lakers in seven. I still can't count out the Nuggets after what they showed sure. the first two games, the first two series. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the Nuggets get it to a game six, but I think the Lakers will finish it there. Um, mm. And you're sticking so, with Lakers, Lakers in seven. seven. <laughs> wow. Lakers in seven, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which is not a good for them long term. But... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we can talk about the refs. Oh, my God, man. So, it's been bad. Yeah. In both series. Um, In every series. Yeah, the, the, the bubble refs have been... In the bubble. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, we, we've mentioned this like three or four podcasts in a row. I feel yeah. but. It's just every week there's like new new things that come out, man. Like yeah, just earlier in Game Five of the Celtics uh, Celtics Heat, like they were like in the second quarter, there were just a bunch of like reviews for hostile acts that were just yeah, stupid. Like, stop, just play the game. Yeah, it's because no, the it, players keep flopping as well, which is another different problem. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it's too much flopping. The the reviews just take way too long. Like. Yeah, it interrupts the flow of the game. I want to see basketball. I don't. I don't need to see like all these things. And I understand that at the end of a game, like you definitely want to get it correct. But like, do you really need to watch the same play five times when it's clear the ball goes off? Let's just say Marcus Smart's hand. That's yeah. not a specific example. It's just if something's that clear, can you just end it there and move on? Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I, it's sometimes it's so yeah, it's so obvious that why why are they even going to the monitor? Why don't they have like maybe a fourth ref who can just you know confirm or deny, confirm or yeah. deny like so, these kinds of calls? Um, I think there was also like and not only that, but the replay rules imperfect. Um, I think it was in game four. Uh, Jeff and Gandhi pointed out it was spot on this spot on during the broadcast. Um, when Tatum. Or was incorrectly called. There was a foul incorrectly called on Tatum towards the end of the game, where Butler stripped the ball cleanly off his hands. There was there was a foul, and 
so Miami challenged it, and the, the the replay showed that Butler got the ball clean, and the ball was off Tatum. But so they jump balled. But they jump balled instead of it going to Miami, which probably what is the correct out fair outcome based on the re, on the replay, right? But they but the because Celtics of the rules, got another possession because of that. Yeah, exactly. They had a chance. They had a chance to tie at the end of the game. Um, that's a, that's just a bad rule. That should be that should be heat ball, and I think. The, the WNBA does it better. Um, I think their their replay rule is that if the ref if the ref sees a call that's overturned, then they uh and they overturn it, um they can still they can determine the out of they can determine possession based on who touched it last still, which is I, probably the right way to do it, right? I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah, I mean, if if you're gonna replay something, and take that much time to do it. Do the right thing. You know what I mean. Like, if 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 it goes out on somebody, give the other team the ball the way it normally would. If you call a defensive foul and you see it's an offensive foul, do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Call um, it the I, way. It, call it the way it is. If you're gonna take that much time. Yeah, and I think the whole coaches challenge thing as well just added to this whole disruption of the flow. Um, yeah. I don't know what you think about the about the coaches challenge, but I feel. It's too dis- it's too disruptive. It just adds more replays to the game and just, you know. Yeah. I think game four was so long. <laughs> it started at eight thirty yeah. PM and ended at eleven thirty, like Yeah. Three hours I'm too long a- for an NBA game. Yeah. But see, I'm for the coaches challenge because it gives the coaches a little more power. Like they can have more of a determination to the end of the game. Like mar- a player fouls out, you can challenge something and maybe they don't foul out, and that's huge. <laughs> But that's true. They, they just need to make the process more efficient, and I think if you, a coach's challenge, you know how like you get a timeout taken away if the challenge is wrong. You keep the timeout if the challenge is right. They should keep the challenge as well. No, I don't think they should keep the challenge. I think they should just have a fewer timeouts in overall because they have seven timeouts. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I play 12 minutes should... quarters on 2K and don't finish my timeouts. Exactly. Like, not even close. <laughs> Gra- granted, 2K, we're playing six-minute <laughs> halves, dude. No, I play 12-minute quarters, man. I'm, when I, when I you do? 2K, yeah. What? That's a lot. It's, I can't concentrate game, for that long. Games took one hour. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I had a lot of time I, in high school, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Your player would average 50 points. I think oh that's, like, that's, that's an exaggeration, but I definitely had triple You're, you're a seven foot three, three point shooting guy with ball handling yeah. and a mohawk. Yes. Number you six. have a very conflated self image. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. You don't even know. Um, back to the refs. I just feel like each coach should have one, four full timeouts. And two uh, 20 second timeouts, and that's it. That's plenty. They just manage their, manage their time better. Because they have, what is it? It's six, like of the seven timeouts, six of them are fulls, and like one of those is a 20. It's I feel way like too much. They should, um, yeah, they should put the game more in the players' hands than like, you know, especially in the last two minutes of a game, it's like one team scores, timeout. We got to set up for the. Other team scores. Timeout. You gotta, you know, it gets too. Yeah. 
it gets to the coaches maybe especially the control free coaches yeah it gets too um too much yeah yeah let the players decide the game i mean i think reducing the number of timeouts i know like basketball coaches will be like no i want the timeouts because they like they, can they, they definitely they definitely they would have run a play and all timeouts. that stuff but i think like just at the two minute mark you just say like we got to take this now this is the time rather than like making it about foul, like fouling and timeouts and stuff which yeah. you know it always will be no matter what because you need to stop the clock yeah. but that urgency needs to come a little sooner and it's just the, the flow of the game isn't fun when you're just there's a review and then a timeout and then yeah you know what i mean yeah you just want the game to flow more kind of yeah like more kind of closer to maybe like a, so- uh, a soccer a soccer game where yeah it's 90 minutes basically yeah it's an hour and a half very very uh very good for scheduling uh stuff around the game yeah now um will that happen absolutely not because the nba is going to want to keep their commercials that's how they make money so it's not going to happen I, f- I think i feel like uh silver no adam silver is aware of this issue though um i i, I believe that there's comment out that came out recently that I mean not recently but before that he wants games to be like at most like two hours two and a half not yeah. the three hours that we're reaching nowadays so yeah seriously hopefully they, they figure something out for this yeah and I think it's good that they're adding this stuff and then it's never going to be perfect on its first try so I understand that I yeah. think them thinking Adam Silver is so far as a good commissioner I think he'll figure things out and it'll get better yeah, hopefully. that doesn't mean we're not gonna bitch about it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they missed uh, a call on. Uh, we talked about earlier. Earlier, they missed a call on LeBron on Dray mm-hmm. on um, Murray and Draymond. Yeah, that was crap. Yeah, no. Draymond defended the refs and LeBron on Twitter, like saying something. Hot. Wait, he said that Murray didn't earn that call yet at this time against LeBron. Like, yeah, no, shut the. F- what are you talking about? A foul is a foul. A foul is a foul. It's not in the rule book to say like, oh, oh LeBron is 17 years. Murray, yeah, you're only 33 years in. If you're a, a pretty good player against a superstar, the superstar gets the call. Like, it's a foul or it's not. And I, maybe he's saying like, um, the like ref you have gives to... Le- what, the ref gives LeBron the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt? Yeah, or something like that. Like, refs are humans too, and I get it, but that was a foul. Call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They missed it. Call it. Ah, terrible. Anyway. Um, all right. Is there anything else you wanted to add for the uh, for the refs? No, I don't think so. Uh, maybe just say that we should be more aware of bad refs, like bad refs being <laughs> um, being reprimanded or like punished or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think maybe the NBA does it, but it's definitely not made public. Because yeah. Game four, the most recent game five was not pretty officiated to say the least. I think it was a pretty, um, pretty. That was the consensus on Twitter I, mm-hmm. as I was following that game. Maybe they should find the refs for about every overturned <laughs> coach's challenge. <laughs> <laughs> That's rather harsh. <laughs> and that was our conversation about the conference finals. Who do you think will be playing in the finals next week? Wait, wait, wait. The, the finals are next week? Yeah, man. Like, what? We're going to have what? game one. I think 
end of uh, maybe before our next podcast recording. So damn, that's insane. Go Celtics! <laughs> <laughs> the bubbles flew by really quickly, man. Um, they have. Anyway, uh, can the Celtics come back from complete their comeback from three one? Yes, they can. Then... <laughs> nope. Do the Nuggets have the Lakers right where they want them? Uh, clearly not. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. The finals. (laughs) What a shocker! Let us know your thoughts via Twitter at rsquilantini and at luisikia. Who's got next? No one's gonna be able to spell my shit. Clearly, on off the court, on the court, that's not that non-existent chemistry on the court. Definitely translate off the court. It's it's not there. There. What? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>